Amy, I'd like to welcome you to the RevAmp podcast. It's our privilege to have you on board here today to share some of your expertise and professional experience over time. And for those of us who don't already know you, I think it'd be beneficial just to understand your role, the company that you work for, and a little bit more about your company. Well, thank you, Gideon. It's a pleasure to be with you here today and um, happy to talk on this very important topic. Um, I work for Click Dimensions. Uh, we are a digital marketing automation company. Mm -hmm. Our product is native to the Microsoft Dynamics uh, ecosystem. And um, I have been there for a little over three years. My role is in the area of program management, which in this case, focuses squarely on the selection and deployment and implementation of uh, business applications um, across the company. But in this particular discussion with Gideon, we're going to be talking about our sales enablement tools. Fantastic. So I know that um, there was a recent specific challenge that, that came your way with regards to sales enablement tools. So obviously it's not unique just to you, but you faced and we faced the, uh, the challenge of COVID-19 and the, uh, and the pandemic that came with that over the past three to four month period. Um, and I imagine that that had some kind of an influence or impact on your ability to choose tools to deliver a project and, and your, uh, your ability to anticipate results during that, that time period. Was it fair to say that that was a, was a new challenge or an unforeseen challenge? Oh, it certainly was, as I'm sure everybody listening to this also faced this. Um, mm -hmm. So after our CEO and CFO secured the business um, and making sure that we um, could continue on. Then we started looking for the opportunities that we might um, have as a result of COVID. And our expectation is, was that business would slow down during this period and it might offer us um, some time that we wouldn't have had otherwise to implement new tools, new processes mm -hmm. for um, improving how our, our sellers go about selling. Um, that proved to be somewhat true because our business didn't slow down to the degree that we thought it would, uh, which we're very thankful for. Um, but it did provide us the opportunity to um, do some tool selection and quickly put in some, some new things that we felt would instrument the, the sales process so that we could see where we're at and also how we could improve. One of the nice things that I kind of gleaned from you during the, uh, the prep for this was the fact that you saw COVID-19 and the challenges, therefore, um, as an opportunity for growth rather than um, an insurmountable uh, barrier. Um, you really took a really positive light on the fact that it was time to take fresh stock uh, of existing things and maybe do things differently and, and even do things better where possible. Um, so I commend you for that. So when you started with the process of looking at, at new new tools and, and new softwares. What was your uh, what was your strategy there? Well, the big thing was that um, technology has really come a long way in the area of AI. Mm -hmm. And so we wanted to get an AI tool in that would not just tell our salespeople what to do next, but how to do next better. Okay. Um, we we kind of used an analogy where you could be on the ninth hole playing golf and you could have a tool that would tell you to what you need to do to take this shot. But what we really wanted was for our salespeople to, yeah, they need to know how to do that, but they also need to learn how to play golf better. 
Hmm. And so we were looking for a tool that would allow them to analyze how they were doing personally, self-coaching, and how they're doing against their fellow colleagues. A little bit of friendly com competition never hurts. Mm -hmm. And um, have some very key measurements that they were looking at. Uh, another example we used was um, several of us are Peloton um, aficionados. And at the end of each time you do a bike ride, there are metrics. How much was your output? And then mm -hmm. you can compare it against your previous rides. So looking for those kinds of things that would allow for salespeople to improve their performance. Fantastic. So using AI, and I'm guessing the AI enabled you to know which leads to target and how to focus on the pipeline that gave you the best chance of success and perhaps the best chance in the <clears throat> latter, latter stages of cross-selling expansions. How exactly did you, uh, did you use the AI for your benefit? Did you, yeah, tell me a little bit more about that. Sure. The, the thought was there are certain behaviors that lead to more success. Uh, for instance, calling a customer instead of emailing them, uh, mm -hmm. reaching out to them at this specific phase of the game, or knowing this specific piece of information about them, um, really understanding a customer's pain that you're trying to solve with the solution that you're pitching. And so making sure that those pieces of information are captured, and if they're not, there's a reminder that okay. says, go do that. And also a tool that will integrate with your CRM and so that as you're sending emails and making phone calls, so both your CRM and your um, conferencing phone call system that automatically logs the information into your systems as opposed to asking a salesperson to record that information themselves because they're right. not going to do it. Um, so it, it, it allows you to see, yeah, making this phone call at this point was really good and it also allows everybody else who interacts with that customer to know this phone call was made and this was what was covered with a little effort from the salesperson. Okay, great. So that covers a little bit of the uh, the AI and I, I presume that also had an impact on forecasting or forecast accuracy. Did you see that? Did you see that roll forward? Yeah, Gideon, you and I uh, spoke about this a little bit ago, and that was probably one of, we, we've only just rolled these tools out, so we don't have a lot of things that we can point to and say, yeah, wow, this was a, a great success, but that is one. Our, um, our second quarter forecast, um, mm -hmm. we're dead on the money with, uh, with the AI tool. So it was, um, it was that was a really um, pretty noticeable improvement. Fantastic. Fantastic. So what else besides, um, besides AI for, for that purpose? And I think the tool that you mentioned was salesdirector.ai that, that served yes. you? Yes, that is our AI tool. Yep. Um, of course, the other one is um, our, our new uh, CPQ from DealHub mm -hmm. um, that has um, really proven to be uh, a great success. The users really like it. I like it as the, um, the administrator of it because as they come back and um, you know, say that they need something added, um, I can quickly do it myself. Uh, a small business like Click Dimensions, we've got about 180 employees mm -hmm. and we move quick. Um, they, the promotions will come in one day that they want to change or that we're changing a price or that we are combining these things or creating a bundle. Mm -hmm. And the tool that you're using for your CPQ has to be something that you've got hands on and that you can do yourself without having to um, involve a vendor. And so that's been tremendous. And uh, we also are really, really enjoying the deal rooms. 
the customers like them as well. We look forward to doing even more with this, but right yeah. now it gives us the um, opportunity to do cross-selling um, from within the deal room. We include um, other product lines mm -hmm. in our deal room with some marketing material, and uh, we expect even more fine-tune the deal rooms with our sales cycle um, in terms of content. So um, that um, I think is a, a big win also. Fantastic. And any others beyond Deal Hub and Sales Director? Yeah, we've implemented a couple of other um, smaller pieces. We've got uh, True Voice going in for capturing um, surveys from customers, uh, either win or loss, because sometimes you learn more from a loss than you do from a win. And statistically, we, you, yeah. statistically <laughs> we all tend to lose more than we win, That's and it's, it's unavoidable. So yeah, it is a great yeah. opportunity. Yeah, so this the ability to, um, through True Voice, they've got a, a really good system of, um, that, that improves the odds that you're going to get a response from the customer, which is key because you, know, you can send out a lot of mm -hmm. uh, surveys and lots of times you don't get any response. Um, so that, that is good. And we've also taken a big focus on um, knowing your competition. Um, okay. The, uh, sometimes we haven't had as good of, understanding of that or at least a documenting of who the competition is in a deal and mm -hmm. we kind of scratch our heads a little bit and say how can you possibly hope to win a deal if you don't know who you're competing against right uh, so, <laughs> so you're using somebody for that specifically uh tool -wise? yeah we're, um, we're using crayon um to uh, populate competitive information and mm -hmm. also as a means of um having plays so if you're in a deal and you're up against competitor X, here is the play that you should use because we know that competitor X has a weakness here and right. we have a strength that counteracts it. Impressive, impressive. And um, I think you mentioned that you're also doing something around payroll and the ability to, um, to kind of tune that with your sales force as well um, in terms of the commissions and, and the reward structure. Yeah, the... It was very difficult before we um, put in the tool exactly uh, okay. for our salespeople to see where they were falling in terms of quota retirement and uh, where they were going to be compensation. We have different tiers. If you reach a certain point, you get the next um, level of benefit. And it was really difficult for the salespeople to get a good feel for um, what their compensation was going to be. Mm -hmm. With exactly, um, they can see every day exactly no pun intended where they fall um in terms of their their quota and what their compensation is going to be and we we do um, we're looking at a project in the second half of the year um to have that be in real time right now we're just doing a daily upload of deals but we're okay. at, we're um, thinking it's going to be that important that we want to have it real time Mm -hmm. uh, the salespeople. Nothing motivates more like than being able to look and see exactly how you're going and what you need to do to get to the next step. Exactly. Pun intended. Pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. So now as you look back on that process of, of selecting at least what four or five different new technologies in such a short period, I, uh, I imagine there's a certain framework that happens in your mind when you're looking and, and and working your way through all of the options available to you. Do you have any kind of expert advice on to how to select the right solution, what pitfalls to, uh, to avoid, what good questions to ask 
anything about your your personal process, Amy, that that makes this work so well for you? Because it doesn't sound like you selected any bad apples there. You're you're really pleased with everything that you've got, which means kind of that's a that's your first win. Um, to have a five out of five win ratio is a is a good starting point. There must be something that you're doing right that uh, that has made that the case. Well, there's a lot that has happened in technology that I think um, really plays into this. The whole software as a service um, mm -hmm. aspect of this makes it so much easier. There was a time where you couldn't even possibly conceive of deploying four or five new um, applications like this in, in a three or four month um, time frame. Mm -hmm. uh, but now with software as a service and uh, you know, everything in the cloud, this is, is so much easier. And it's also easy if you make a mistake um, to extract yourself from it. Right. Um, our, uh, because we're in the uh, Microsoft ecosystem, that obviously is a, a key consideration for us of what will integrate well right. with Microsoft who already has that capability in place because we certainly don't want to have to develop um, things um, if we don't have to. So mm -hmm. that's a, a key consideration. I, I guess we, because you don't have to worry about all of it playing with each other, you only have to worry about it playing with your CRM. Um, that really helps. Mm -hmm. uh, in terms of questions um, that we asked, some of them we did huge amounts of evaluation and looking at other competitors and uh, all of that. Some of the stuff we just said here is best in class. Um, let's go with it. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know that I've really answered the the question that you asked there. Uh, it may be that there's, there's a different answer for each tool that you selected. There isn't a one size fits all answer. Maybe some you did a POC, some you did maybe a comparative benchmarking. Maybe that yeah that I wasn't fair to you and and that you looked at each um, with a different lens. Um, yeah, and and like I said, it, I, we are. In this day and age, um, it's much easier to back out if you decide that you haven't made a mistake. So kind of the adage of, hey, let's try it and, right. um, and then see how we did. Which kind of loops back to your earlier mindset, which is about taking the opportunity of, of the difficult situation. It seems like that that's a common thread in your leadership structure as a company of, you know, try, learn, evolve, seek out the opportunities. Everything is kind of glass half full. Um, with you guys, which I think is a, a huge credit to you all. Um, so great, that's been a that's been a really helpful uh, walkthrough from yourself, Amy. Is there anything that we missed today from from the questions that I could have asked or should have asked that you wanted to share in addition? Um, I guess there there may be some uh, lessons learned. Mm -hmm. um, we, I think, as I've already stated in the the last question, that, that we were surprised at how quickly you could put in that amount of software um, into an environment in a short period of time. Um, and probably nobody on this call was surprised to know that it was actually a bigger effort or just as big an effort to get the people trained mm -hmm. on uh, new processes um, and new tools. Um, you can't make that much change in a group of salespeople and not expect that to be a little overwhelming to them. So right. that's definitely a consideration um, when you rock the boat as much as we did. Good. Well, I'm glad to hear it. And I think uh, one really, really nice detail that, that I learned when I was um, talking to you in the preparation for this call was the fact that not, not only are you an outstanding um, technology professional, um, but also you're a good person too. Um, I think one of the, uh, the nice 
details that you shared with me was the fact that since an early age, since your teenage years, you've committed um, to donate blood for those who are perhaps struggling or, or sick with cancer and, and not able to get the full, what was the word you said, the platelet count that they needed. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that treatment is called... What is it called Aphoresis. again? Ephoresis, <laughs> <laughs> which I will figure out how to spell after this after this um, podcast. But um, definitely good to see great professionals with good hearts working in this industry and giving value. So we really appreciate your willingness to come and share from your experiences with us here today. We want to thank you for joining the RevAmp podcast. And we also want to hear about your continued success over the coming months and years as you look forward. Thank you, Gideon. It was a pleasure.